we're sitting in a different room today and for some reason it feels really different. It feels really chilled. I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm ready. You're ready. You're ready yeah. for anything. You're ready I've, to I've got a world. comfy sofa under my bum and a window to stare out of for inspiration. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Who shit all over the the, the shelves. Yeah. Because we're in Keza Luke's highly Doctor Who decorated flat. But it's not like garish. No, no. It's beautiful. Like it's You've got a mixture of like normal stuff you know things that people own it's and then subtle, doctor who stuff yeah. subtle doctor who decor yeah it's great i love it so there's so much new no, I was going to say new news, but that's what news is. That's what news is. It's new stuff. Um, so yeah, so since we've done the last podcast, there's been Ooh. San Diego, there's been the teaser trailer, Twitch. there's been the trailer, there's been Twitch, there's been merchandise, there's been shitloads of good Basically, stuff. Basically, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Basically, if you don't all know by now... The town ladies were invited to be on the Twitch sofa, if that's what, whatever it's called. Um, the Twofa. Uh, the Twofa. <laughs> the Twofa. That's so lame. <laughs> I'm, such, like, I'm such, like, a dad comment. Oh, that I was a dad Twitch comment. Twitch sofa, we're on a Twofa. Oh, you're, 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 you're so, on a Twofa. such a dad comment. Oh, dear. Well, uh, yeah, so me and Kez were both invited, but unfortunately Kez couldn't get the day off work. Uh, so popped down to Bristol and sat on the sofa with some cool people. Um, on this really amazing set that Matthew Toffolo, um, big, who, up. big up Matt Toffolo, who is an amazing Doctor Who merchandise reviewer, uh, TV Doctor Who TV reviewer. I don't know why I said that like that. Uh, just an all round good Doctor Who fan who does good content, the best egg, um, and he made this amazing like Doctor Who set from all of the Doctor Who merch in his house, like a life size Dalek, all of the props, um, amazing stuff that looked like you would just walked into a BBC set. Um, and just dragged it all in the van to this um, this studio that he works for. It was just a really enjoyable experience. Uh, and then... And so great also that you just got to be part of, like, such a big moment yeah. in, in, like, the fandom. Because I feel oh like... God, right? The fandom hasn't had a big... Like, I feel like people will be like, do you remember when Twitch happened? Yeah. This is my moment. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop singing that every night. Um, yeah, I feel very... Uh, there was a while where I didn't really want to talk about it because I was a bit embarrassed about how I sounded or how I looked and stuff, but whatever. I feel very, yeah, I feel very proud to have been involved in it and got to chat about who. So I ended up being in the first Doctor, fourth Doctor, fifth Doctor and seventh Doctor um, pre-shows. And so they aired a little bit before um, the Twitch stream every night. If you guys don't know, Doctor Who did a marathon on Twitch where it aired every single night, the whole of the classic series. But you guys know where that, Where have right? you been? If, if you, you don't haven't. know that, get out of the rock that you're under and get on Google. Um, so yeah, uh, that was, it was just really great. I got to learn some stuff. I got to speak to Bob Baker, who is a really amazing man who wrote some really great Doctor Who stories and created K9. K9! K9! Um... Yeah, I think my highlight has to be working with Matt Toffolo and just meeting Kate Manning and getting to just chat to her and ask her loads. Like, I, I was just so in awe of how amazing she was and like what she had to say. Um, it was really interesting having hearing her stories as well. She's really lovely. And yeah, just so nice to be part of something that people, so many people in the fandom were involved in. Um, and there was this really nice thing where somebody screenshotted comments where it was like, oh, where's Beth in this pre-show? And it was just nice that people cared, like, what I had to say, because I didn't yeah, really think they would. It was such a big moment, like I, like I just said before, and it was so nice to, like... Because I think after Jodie was announced, like, there definitely has been... Not, like... I don't want to say friction, because, like, 95% of fans are really happy with, with Jodie's casting, but, yeah. but I don't feel as if we've all kind of been together as, like, a big fandom family almost there's not been anything to connect everybody in such a it's like a big warm hug yeah it's like doctor who came i was like everyone calm down here's a hug here's a treat for you all you all love this no matter what your opinion is there's something here in this 26 seasons of doctor who for you <laughs> was it 26 yeah oh, I can't remember. um 25 years of doctor who 26 seasons I, that, that's probably wrong please don't feed me <laughs> please don't come at me on twitter um 
but there's something here for everybody. Someone's going to enjoy. So everyone's going to enjoy something. There's not really anything to complain about. And I think that, yeah, that's, it's been so nice. Particularly one of the really nice things about, about Twitch was maybe fans who hadn't watched Classic Who before. Yeah, and they that was felt, the best bit. And they felt maybe, which is how we both felt as well, um, and maybe still do as well, is feeling quite intimidated by how much there is of it and being intimidated for not knowing that much and, and just generally being a bit intimidated of it when it's meant to be this lovely thing. And just seeing everybody having all their first reactions together. Yes. And it being like a... Being really nice about, like, older fans who had watched it loads of times, just being like, actually, this is so great seeing all these new yeah. reactions. See, like, like all the memes and jokes and everything that came out of it, it's like, it re- must be so refreshing for people who had grown up with it, who, like, never saw it in this way before, or yeah. never, never knew that London 1965 could be such a fucking laugh. Like, oh, my God, yeah. I keep swearing. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> don't know what's wrong with me. I Sorry, we like, both just got lardy mouse. There were so many good so moments. Communal and yeah, so fun. Like, I remember when we were all talking in our group chat when we were all just watching the first Doctor, and it was just yeah. so like because obviously he's like my favourite Doctor as well. So seeing everybody loving his era and then getting to watch bits I haven't seen because I still haven't mm. seen all of it, uh, just so enjoyable. I so just like fun. I think now that I love that there are more like little in jokes and stuff like little nudge nudge yeah. wink winks between fans, like yeah. even just stuff like. I particularly, obviously, because it was the first one, but the first Hartnell trailer, like <gasps> the one with the white hair, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just um, so funny. Like that was actually one of my favourites, which is kind of like a low key one, but I also no, loved. I loved, loved it, um, and when Claudia and Dan re- like yeah, <laughs> and then obviously the I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me die because I remember when I was just like I'd missed a bit of I'd missed it, like I didn't watch John Pertwee's stream from the beginning mm. and I was like so what's all the what's all the jokes in this trailer and everyone's just like Ikea, Ikea. And, and I didn't know what they meant and then I watched it and I was like oh my god they mean <laughs> Ikea like really nice I think that um especially probably for Colin but mm. also for for Fraser as well I'm saying <gasps> their first names like with yeah. BFFs um for them to BFF for them to see <laughs> to see so many um people watching it again for the first time and like can you imagine if your job in like the 60s had been this thing yeah and then you know like how many years later people new people are watching it and yeah. absolutely and also being like hot damn fraser he's oh like God. probably I was just loving thinking, it i can't believe how much i fancy fraser hines when he played jamie and like it must be so weird for him to be like all these young girls <laughs> i had a dream about jamie okay, i'm not even know. oh no 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 it wasn't weird he was just in my dream okay jamie mccrim yum <laughs> Right? Jamie McCrim nom. <laughs> All that. Either. Anything. Oh, if I asked really, really nicely. <laughs> you've, been pra- you've been practicing this and you remember, haven't you? Yeah. I know. <laughs> because I was, well, it was because I watched it so many times, which is a thing that I haven't done for a really long time. I think the last time I, like, binge watched a Doctor Who trailer over and over must have been when Matt Smith was still the Doctor. And, like, this trailer, I just couldn't stop watching. Mm. And I just kept, like, saying it out loud. And then I just was like... Just wanted to practice my yeah, accent. Being best friends. Would you be my new best friend? I can't do it. But you can't do the end bit. The it's first the end bit. It's like, easy to do because it's proper northern yeah, twang. This is all new to me. <laughs> me. 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 We're too. We're too southern. Really, really nicely. I tried. <laughs> um, Isn't the trailer? The trailer. Um, we've actually done a post of basically like frame by frame of the trailer. So if you have. want to read that, it's on thetimeladies.com. Um, but touching on it a little bit, it is incredible it is incredible but it's it's really clever because you don't like you watch it and then you're like oh actually i've learned nothing i still know nothing I still but know i'm nothing. so goddamn excited but i think because we were all like starving just to hear her well just to see yeah. her um be the doctor it's like when had anything. you're really dehydrated and you finally get a bottle of water and you drink it all really 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 fast and then afterwards you're just like what like like you know <laughs> just the I best mean? analogy i've heard you're just like I'm full of water now, and this is amazing. I can't believe I went without water for so long. And you're, and you're just like, I can't believe water exists, and you're just so thankful. That's what it was like. Jodie is H two O. Jodie is H two O. Yeah. That, that's the comparison I'm making. Yeah, I think I, I think everybody was just really excited just to actually see them not being still in a photo in two D. Like we literally just wanted to see them be yeah. the characters. And even if it's just like Yaz, like looking off into the distance I'm like she moved she looks so beautiful she also I was about to mention Mandip because I think that's another thing about the new actors is that you don't know anything about them mm. and when I was watching the San Diego Comic Con full panel that they did 
Mandip has the most beautiful, like, northern Sheffield accent ever. And it's really beautiful and just, like, so cute. But also, like, she's so... Her and Tozin are so great. Tozin is just really, really, really funny. Like, I can't believe how normal and funny and, like, he just seems like someone I would work with. He reminds me of, like, the boys at work. And, like, just a joker. And then, like, Mandip is so... She had so many, like, really intelligent, well-thought-out... Like, not that I thought she wouldn't, obviously... But, like, she's just such... She seems like such an incredible, smart, like, woman who, like, really cares about the fact that she's in Doctor Who and, like, mm. can, could talk about what it means. And I just... I think... I'm so... I'm just... I think out of everything, I'm so excited to see her. Mm. as well, Like, her and Jodie, I suppose, in, in the way that, like, we have a new... The first female Doctor. But also, like, every time we get, like, anyone from a marginalised group in a big role, such as, like, someone like Mandit, mm. person of colour... Um, and, you know, possibly the character could be of a different religion or whatever. Mm. I'm not, I don't know, I'm just assuming here. Um, that is so so big and so important for the rest of the industry. Um, and I've spoken to, like, my Muslim friends about this and, like, they, they're they just, like, it's so nice to be represented on something so big. Yeah. And I suppose I'm just so excited to hear Mandit being amazing on this panel and just, like, talking about what it means to be in the show and, like... Mm everything and just like being like she's gonna be like our new companion i'm yeah. so excited and she's them. really like fully aware of that as well like yeah. she is aware that she's like i've you know i've read interviews but like i think in the radio times yeah. one she talks about it and she says something about like i think a relative of hers being mm-hmm. able to see her on screen yeah. and like how exciting that is oh, it's just so great i can't wait for i just can't wait to see them i'm just yeah so... and i think there is like like you were just saying about like jodie and mandip and i think it's like well, hang on, this is the first time we've got a female doctor and a mm. female companion, and I want to see that dynamic, mm. like we've never had that oh, before. Yeah, literally same. So and also, I'm, I'm excited for the others, but I'm just excited to see the doctor yeah. with the fi- a female doctor with a female companion. Fi- yeah, because it's like, honestly, and also seeing Jodie and Mandip, who seem to be hanging out every day of their lives, BFFs. always posting pictures together on Instagram, like it just warms my little heart. And I'm just like... You ain't got a little heart, love. My, my You've little, got a big heart. Oh, thanks. Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, I just love them so much already just from watching that panel seeing the trailer seeing how they interact as people it's just it's so nice when you when you see that because it's like they're like a family and Mandip even said on the panel like it's like the character of Yaz like finds her family in the TARDIS Mm. and I that almost made me like so emotional because I feel like as a fan when you come into fandom or when you watch Doctor Who it feels like you're finding a family especially if you're in a lonely place or like you know you're watching it to escape from something or whatever that's what it is and then mm-hmm. so hearing her say that was just like she gets it yeah and that's definitely. what i'm really excited i'm just really excited to have someone people that get it on yeah there. i guess that like, the other stuff was obviously which we won't talk too much about but um, because we might want to talk about it more in in further detail another time mm-hmm. but like the sonic was revealed so that was really exciting um and we obviously had the tr- teaser trailer and we did a little like reaction video to that so you can see that on our twitter as well what other stuff the beautiful new images that we got. Oh my I God, really yeah. love that poster of them all with like the rainbow background and they're like looking oh, yes. up. And also those character portraits that were painted by that woman who I can't remember the name of, but she's really talented. Yeah. Um, I thought they just looked amazing. Imagine walking past a bus stop and seeing those in the in like the bus shelter. Like, it's just that's so the show different. you want to watch. It looks like it's Infinity War. Like it looks huge. And I'm so excited. Like I'm I think so that it's given like. And I think that, you know, as much as I have enjoyed Peter's Doctor and I would always love him because he's amazing and, and he yeah. gave so much to the show. But, <laughs> Sorry. But um, when you think about Doctor Who, the last time I imagined, I remember it being all like, you know, visually you kind of remember a series mm. and like the colours that stand out for me, like the last time I remember it being the Sprite is Series 5. Yeah. And you're like, when, did, when was Series 5? Like 2008 years ago? Eight yeah, years that's ago. Insane. So, so think, it just, yeah. it's, it's been so dark since then. It's interesting that you know it took that turn. Now it's coming round about. And series eleven, I'm sorry, series ten is definitely kind of a bit brighter. I think series ten is very bright, um, but it's still kind of like if you think wild enough in time, like mm, and the Doctor Falls, yeah, that's so dark, true. and even like um, thin ice is all kind of like yeah. dark London, and it's yeah. So it's it's quite like kind of it's almost like muggy, it's like and a gothic dark. era. Like the new series Gothic era of Doctor Who. I mean, like series eight and nine is so mm. so dark in my head. I mean, it doesn't like make them. It doesn't make it bad. Like it's still amazing Doctor Who. No, but I think some like after such a long period of having, you know, those deeper stories, it's maybe just really exciting to have a fun, colourful approach. Yeah, a definitely. New colour palette. Yeah, and I feel like it. It just like 
seeing that seeing all those colors and that kind of imagery and then seeing the trailer and that bit of jody at the end being like oh this will be fun this is gonna be and fun this is gonna be fun <laughs> and her being like do you want to be my new best friend like oh yes it just please. it all kind of like it seems to work together so well and I think I can say for both of us that we have never been so excited about a new series for two. Yeah, I the, I think the last time I was this excited would have been like when I was a kid. Well, because the thing is, is that the way that I remember Doctor Who when I was, you know, watching it when I was a teenager is that I just assumed that it would carry on. Like, I wasn't mm. part of the community. It was literally just always me and my mates. going to be this thing that's this good. Yeah, so I always just like, I, I remember like when I, when I first watched it, uh, when I finished watching series one and then you know, being like, oh, Dave Tennant, but I didn't really know who he was, so it's mm. kind of like, oh, I've seen him in some stuff, but, like, you know, I'm a bit excited, but... Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not really mm-hmm. in in it, because, like, like the now. internet wasn't as much of a big thing, and yeah. and stuff like that, whereas, like, now it's kind of, like, all-encompassing, like, that you, you see Dot 2 everywhere. Yeah. So I think it's just, like, I'm so in it, mm-hmm. I just can't... I've never been so... You've never been so involved or invested I, I think, in it. I mean, I was... Ri- I tell you what, actually... I was so excited for series six, mm-hmm. weirdly, and series ten. I don't think that's weird. I think after series five, series six looked so huge and cinematic. And I was just, I just loved series five so much. I was like, I just can't wait to see more of it. And then mm-hmm. I didn't like series six anyway. Again, love yeah, podcast. I think that, yeah. That's but really um, there's another podcast. But then, and series ten's box, I couldn't wait to see Peter with with Pearl but this is just like new levels yeah like I think that that mostly just comes from the female doctor element and like absolute overhaul of like new writers yeah and it's everything isn't it everything it's, it's just like a new it's just new and I think like new, so new, 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 new. <sighs> um so this new section's definitely gone on longer than normal because there's been so much news yeah so <laughs> I think the other feature's gonna be a little bit shorter because there's been just so, so much, much amazing to talk stuff about so do you want to tell me one thing that you've been loving. Yeah, in the Doctor Who world. Okay. I've been really loving Big Finish at the moment. And I listened to... Actually, I say recently. It was, it was quite a few weeks ago. I listened to the Jenny Adventures box set. Um, if you're excited for a female Doctor, it's literally like getting like a female Doctor, basically. It's like just having a female Doctor Who on adventures. And it's brilliant. Yeah, and I think like we'll definitely do... We're going to talk more about it next podcast. Yeah, I want to leave some time for people to listen to it. It's got a really, really amazing cameo that not enough people are talking about. Ooh. Like, with a really big actor in it. So, yeah, that's really good. Um, it's just amazing. I think if, you, if you're missing Doctor Who and you want some a little taster of, like, what a female Doctor could be like, I think go and listen to the Jenny, Jenny Adventures box set. It's really worth it. It's really worth it. So, my thing is a bit random and maybe an outdated since we were talking about new stuff, but it's the news of my life. <laughs> Yeah, I think people want to know what you're what you're into, Kev. Yes. <laughs> That's solid. I know. <laughs> How I did it. <laughs> I don't want people to know what I'm into. I'm going to cover this out. <laughs> no, leave it in. They love it. They love oh, it. Dear. The people love it. Spill the tea. After my Doctor Who uh, watch from the very beginning, I then ended up watching Torchwood, which I haven't quite finished yet. I haven't watched the last series, um, but... Oh my goodness! You don't need to. I out. I watched. I watched Children of Earth, and I mean, the thing is, right? It's one of those things where I knew that people had hyped up so much, and I was also like, what, like maybe six six years too late, or I can't remember how when when it had aired. Basically, I can't remember. Two thousand nine. How long ago is that? Nearly ten years. Nine ago, years ago. Nine years. <laughs> nine years too late. But um. Yeah, everybody, like, whenever I would talk about Torchwood, they'd be like, oh, my God, Children of Earth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't I don't, I don't, think it can live up to the hype that people are talking about it. Oh, but it does. Because I'd watched series one and two of Torchwood, and I love it. Like, I loved it. But I was like, how is it going to be this good that people are like... It's insane. And it like, was insanely isn't it? good. It's just, it's just so unbelievably, like, not anything that you could ever imagine it would be. Oh, my God. It was the epitome of like Doctor Who on Netflix yeah. like I know that we've made that reference so many times recently yeah. but it was a proper drama mm-hmm. and I was so gripped and also can I just say I didn't know about the Peter Capaldi that I didn't know oh my gosh it. you didn't know That's I didn't insane. know I think Luke had mentioned it ages mm-hmm. ago like but you just ago. didn't clock it when and you watched I it I think I'd just forgotten it and then and then he came on screen and I was like <laughs> have you, have you <laughs> finished Children of Earth now so yeah, you know yeah. so it's crazy like when he talks about in um, the like the woman who lived about his face and stuff is like he's been in Torchwood and Doctor Who before he was the Doctor so it's 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 great and also I remember watching it over the course of like the five days that it aired and like mm. it's just like experiencing it that way 
but even you know watching it any anyway it's just so so good i can't even i can't it's I have so no gripping the story is amazing and i think it was um i think i'd watched the third one and like the third one finished i was literally like how are they going to get out of this like i don't yeah. there's no there's no did you cry conclusion. did you cry when yante died oh my god of course but what was sadder owen and owen or tosh or yante um who did you get upset at the most because i think mine was probably tosh, tosh. yeah tosh like killed oh me. my heart <laughs> that was that is because it was so brutal because i didn't i really liked this about when i watched dot two like classic dot two and i didn't know anything about it yeah yeah so all my i didn't know like and when i was watching them with luke he didn't tell me stuff so it was just little things like i didn't know like leela's last story and when she left i was a wreck like i was that's why you tried not to to tell me when ian and barbara are leaving yeah Yeah. i didn't want to tell you because like when i watched it and i didn't know Mm -hmm. it's such a surprise which is why people shouldn't leak things sorry just go back to that no but uh, i mean they can leak the 60s stuff no but but you know what i mean it's yeah yeah yeah. no i completely understand uh do the bit where Tosh Tosh talks about when she was in Aliens of London. Like I thought that's like things like that. I didn't know until I watched it, and I just I mean obviously I knew it was the same actress, but I didn't know it was it was under exactly, the ruse yeah. of Torchwood, and it's just so so good. Yeah, there's and I didn't know again because I hadn't watched because I hadn't watched Children of Earth so or even seen any promo for it, so I didn't even know that it was it was just those three. Mm. So like I didn't know that that, that Owen oh and Tosh had died. That, like I was so in the dark about it, so. I kind of like, you didn't like, even know Martha was in it until I said, yeah, Martha's in the series. I know, I did know, but I just think I'd forgotten or something. Yeah, and like, but I suppose, yeah, you just, but when you watch it, you're like, that's Martha Jones. I know. Doing adulty stuff. I know, it was Doing so a flirt great. and things. Doing it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, like I knew that, like the way that Owen actually finally dies, I was kind of like, well, you know, it's he's already dead and I've kind of mourned him. Yes, so it's but kind with of Tosh, like, it's like, oh. Yeah, but then, and then when it was Tosh as well, I was like, she's not going to die because Owen's just gone. Like, mm-hmm. he can't, she can't die as well. This is Torchwood, mate. Yes, they can. I know, this is, <laughs> this is the thing that I realise now. Like, yeah, the good thing with Torchwood is that they do some amazing stories and the acting is, is pretty great. And overall, I just love it. Mm-hmm. But um, you don't I'm leave so the episodes, you... like, feeling that great. No, like, you don't. Every, just... It's a bit Black Mirror when you have you can't watch it all in massive chunks because no. you do just get a bit sad. Well, I was watching it, like, you know, it was the television show that I was watching, mm. like, you know, maybe, like, three times a week. And every, every single time I'd be excited to watch it. And then you leave it and you're like, oh, yeah, I've had a bit of shit now. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I remember when I tried to binge watch Black Mirror and I was like, I can't do this to No, it's too intense. It's way too intense. Yeah, it's but too it's intense. Such, so good. But, so yeah, good. so I definitely want to, like... We should definitely talk more about Torchwood and about the women. We should do a special Torchwood episode. Yes. Yes. The one thing also that I didn't know because I hadn't watched Torchwood was that when we watched Spice World the movie, which is one of the best films of all time, (laughs) and Tosh is in it, and uh, and you were like, it's Tosh, and I was like, what? She's also in the new Mamma Mia. I know. Crazy. She looks so different. Uh, yeah, so it was just really funny seeing seeing her. I mean, I have to say that she has to be the best actress of all time if she's in three of the best things in the world. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so Spice right, World the movie, Torchwood, and, and Mamma Mia. Mia. Yeah. What an actual legend. So Torchwood launched in two thousand and six. So it's twelve years in October. Oh yeah, we'll definitely do, some, do something. In so October we'll do a Torchwood then. episode. Nice. There's like so it. much that I can say about Gwen. So much. Like, yeah. Yeah, because she's so... Mm, yeah. There's just... Yeah, there's Let's not get her now. And Tosh as well. There's just... I mean, there's so much. So... Yeah. So... So many So things. much. Right, okay. Okay, <laughs> let's get off of the news section. <laughs> Classic Who episode are we talking about this week, Kez? It's the Carol of Monsters. Drashig! Drashig. Drashigs. Is, is, is it Drashig or Drashigs? Like, is there... I think it's called the Drashig. Oh, as like, like the Ood, but yeah. Yeah, like exactly. I love this story so much and i know th- i don't really actually know how well this story goes down with fans generally but it's if i ever you know when you're in the mood and you're like i've got all of classic dots who to watch like what do i want to watch mm-hmm. what am i really in the mood for and i literally always reach for carnival of monsters yeah i i get that vibe from it like i watched it a few maybe like two months a month or two ago and it's just such a like and also i sorry going off on a tangent but did you ever go to doctor who live because I didn't realise Doctor Who Life was like a, like a sequel to Carnival of Monsters. I didn't watch Doctor Who Life. I didn't know what that is. So basically, they did a live stage show in 2010 oh, with a hologram right. of Matt Smith. And the character had the 
the thing carnival of monsters called, i don't yeah. know what it's called the carnival of monsters thing oh, the, that holds the monsters in and it was like about that he was like letting them out and stuff and like he was like that he was related to the character in carnival of monsters I'm, I'm pretty sure um so i watched it with a friend and he said that i'm <laughs> sorry i'm just taking his word for it oh my god i didn't um, know that how insane is that so yeah there's, there's literally so many good bits of carnival of monsters i can't even think. i absolutely love just how it's it's just pure fun isn't like, it it the, feels so fre- like refreshing compared to like i don't know when you think of like terror of the autons like being so like savage and you know yeah it's just like a i think it's a it, it's a it's a little breath of fresh air really and it's one that you kind of can always be in the mood for and yes. I, I really don't know if other people feel the same about the story because i don't even know if it's that celebrated yeah but just, i just it's just so much fun even the name carnival of monsters is exciting isn't it and like pertwee is amazing in it and katie manning is amazing in it like it's just so many i really love the bit when they are going through like the machinery of the inside yes. of the machine that's yeah. really great and, just um, love the trashig so much. I was like, I like the way they just go <laughs> and they just like crash into the walls, and it's like you can tell it's like a toy, but it's so it's just so <laughs> great. But then because it's a toy, when you actually have the trashig toy, you can do it. You can do it. It's so good. <laughs> I really like um, how at the beginning of the story, as in from the Doctor and Joe's perspective, like them, you don't really know what's going on to begin with. Yeah. So when they're on the ship, is it the Mary Celeste? Mm-hmm. And um. And it's just it's, and it's just that, going round and round bit, and round. Like it's incredible. Like I just think that's such a good. I think sometimes with classic who I get shook at how good bits are because I'm like I don't. I suppose maybe there's a part of me that just doesn't expect them to be as amazing as like anything that I've witnessed in New Who because I'm like nothing can live up to my favorite bits. But then like you have stories like this which are you've got that bit and it's so clever and it's so it's timey wimey. It's so it's timey wimey and it has great great characters as well as great monsters like everything about it is just so good to watch it just i don't know how to describe it and i like how um it's the first story after the third doctor's finishes exile on earth mm. so i feel this, this is amazing like right this is what john Pertby can do as the doctor when he's not on earth and we've had this thing like the doctor's been stuck here and you know he's been a little bit like stuck doing certain things mm. now he can go off and like do fun stuff yeah and for so, joe as well like yeah. for her because i think like you know previously she just kind of been on a planet and it's like as in a really dry planet that had been colonized and that's about it and you're like oh, give her something exciting and i love how each episode they kind of seem to explore a new bit and mm. oh oh the thing that i really like it as doesn't well, ever get dull does it no and like there's loads of little um like when i think i just love this idea as a child but like how they just find trapdoors and then it just yeah. goes through into the machinery into a yeah. completely different place it's such a great such a cool concept i really yeah. love it and i think that if you were a kid at the time mm. you would have loved it yeah it's such like a family romp also love the bit where the tardis gets miniaturized yeah yeah baby tardis i think that's a really cool concept and you know we've seen that in new who as well but it's really exciting to see like that's a good point actually they don't don't think they referenced it in into the dialect did they no, i don't believe i don't think so they definitely could have done that would have been a nice little yeah Nice little nudge. Yeah. I do think that sometimes, like, it, and it, oh, I don't know, it, it's, it's a hard one with female companions because sometimes I feel like it's a shame that Joe's kind of moaning about, about kind of, you know, running around places and she's, the doctor's helping up over machinery and stuff like that. But then at the same time, that is exactly what I would be like. Mm. Let's be realistic. If you're being like, shoved around a machine and like being chased by monsters being she's in a so, swamp yeah she's like, just like, like yeah that. i feel like i that's that's what i would be like as well. like it's sometimes the thing with like some new who characters i'm like would you really react like that would you be so like i yeah i feel like i'd be more like joe i'd be like well like, i don't, I don't know you'd be a bit a bit moany a bit like stupid and a bit jokey about it but like i think sometimes companions are almost too smart about it and they go and do all this stuff and it's like would any normal person actually do that whereas joe is just like doing what people would react like i think that's why and we've spoken about this before but that's why we love like donna Mm. and rose so much because they're so real and like when rose is pissed off like she might not be right yeah but she's pissed off and you can believe that she's 19 year old girl people aren't people aren't perfect people aren't always going to know exactly what to do. People aren't always going to know exactly how to react. And so the fact that Joe's, like, not loving it, you know, that's just a real reaction from what feels like a real character. Yeah. 
And uh, as as her era goes on, you find more and more that she's growing out of the Doctor. And so, it, again, we discussed this when we talked about the Green Death. It's, it's like that thing of, does she still want to be doing this? Does she still want to be following him around while he does all this stuff? And she's just, like, watching him do it. And, like, you know, she's she's growing out of it. And it's really real and... and it's a great characteristic that they put in there. Yeah, it's like she's at the beginning, you know, she's still having a laugh and she's like, oh my God, we're on a ship. Yeah. I remember there's like a bit with chickens where they get yeah. like frightened of the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she'd like, it is, imagine, and I think I always imagine sometimes Doctor Who as being like, a really long day out with like yeah. your family and it's yeah. like where's my bottle of water where's my toilet yeah, why am I like shoved in the covered in her feet in are going to be hurting from the shoes that she's wearing and she's going to be tired and she probably just wants a nap and some food and to like like you know when you have those days at work where you're literally like I cannot function I can't even look at the computer anymore I can't work I need to just have a nap like did the doctor's companions never get that because they're lying. Maybe we just didn't see those days on screen. Yeah, we don't see companions going to the toilet and we don't see companions tired. So I don't know if, if anybody else feels the same, probably, but you don't really care about what's going on outside of the miniscope as much. Yeah. So like all those kind of like internal politics about yeah. like the about those people, about the travellers, like the travelling performers, yeah. like not really they, meant, meant to be yeah. there. You're but like, they're such funny characters as well. They yeah. don't think they're literally hilarious and so well acted. Yeah, they're really funny. They're like, it's it's proper like, I don't know, it just looks like some kind of, you can imagine yeah. it being like a weird 70s sitcom in space. Yeah. 70s sitcom in space. 70s, that was a lot of spit that could have just happened if you were Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Dalton filming <laughs> The End of Time. That would have been a spit fest. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just realised what I said. Um, the End of Time. It's <laughs> It's <laughs> I'll never be over Timothy Dalton's spit. (laughs) But yeah, overall, (laughs) the story is just really, really good fun. It's one that we always want to go for. I think that the Doctor and Joe... Oh God, Beth has lost it. Beth's gone. (laughs) Beth's gone over. over. She's gone over Timothy Dalton's spit. She's gone. She's got tears. Are they tears or are they Timothy Dalton's spit? Oh dear. I hope that Timothy Dawson knows he has this effect on you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, sorry, I apologise. <laughs> I've lost it, yes. I've absolutely lost my shit. You've gone. Oh my god. It wasn't even funny, but I just couldn't stop. <laughs> so, this isn't going to be so much a main feature because we've talked for too long already, but we're just going to talk a little bit about 60s female companions because. My babes! <laughs> Because of Twitch and because we've been watching them a lot and um, we did like a little lookbook so we were thinking about um, their fashion and what they're wearing, fashion. their fashion <laughs> and just like, just generally how great they are and how different they all are. Just how, I think something I really want to talk about, which I've tried to talk about before but people don't really want to hear it um, or like I've tried to write about it but for different reasons I couldn't. It's just how, like, well women are written in the 60s compared to the 70s. It's mm-hmm. like the 70s go backwards. And actually, Katie Manning literally said that to me when I was filming for Twitch. She was like, the 80s, seven, like, late 70s and 80s seem to go backwards. Yeah, absolutely. In terms I agree of feminism you. and sexism. I mean, I think that one thing is that it's poor Susan, as I think she's great, but, you know, everybody knows that she doesn't really get as great a role with all her screaming and having to be, like, a teenager and... Yeah. And that, that's a bit of a shame. I think she's pretty much the only one who has to deal with that to that extent. And I think, yes. like, if you think about the 60s, it was, like, the most progressive time for women. Like, yeah. you had the... So the much pill. freedom. Like, they were able to, like, sleep around like men mm-hmm. and just, like, live their lives and be freer. Yeah. I think in terms of Susan, I still, like, even though she has... I mean, all characters have flaws, but even though the way she was written isn't the best in comparison to the other female characters from the 60s, I still really like that she's, she is the way she is because there's a reason for it. Like, she reacts to the way she does because she's spent a lot of time on Earth. So she's more like a human teenager than she is, you know, like a Gallifrey woman or a time lady or whatever. Um, so I think there's really valid reasons as to why Susan's like that, which I think just makes it all the more interesting and watchable. And when you see her relationship with Barbara as well, um, it's almost like that sort of older sister motherly relationship 
to Susan. She just, you know, she doesn't have any other women around. So that's really lovely to see on screen. And yeah. it's like a little family in the TARDIS, which is so good. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a really interesting point you just made. Like, I think that, that for example, Barbara might not have been the way that she was if Susan wasn't the way that she was. And yeah. I do think that in order for Barbara to kind of actually be the, the role model of being a really independent, amazing young woman in the yeah. 60s, yeah. Um, we had to have that counterbalance for someone a little bit younger and a little bit more naive even though technically susan has kind of more life experience but yeah obviously she's kind of taken but on it, that persona of like a, of if a you, English yeah teenager. if you think about it in that way sorry to me to interrupt you then it's like even though susan's a lot older she's like time lord lives sort of progress differently so it's kind of like she is still kind of a teenager she's still young and that she's ended up spending so much time on earth that she's taken on all those values and she has to live like a human and then she reacts like a, a, t- a human girl as well and that's it's really nice and normal and you know it has in the 60s it had much less like they weren't going to be like right this is an alien girl we have to make her do you know what i mean like she had to be relatable yeah of course she was yeah and if if you think about the because in the 60s we have more companions than in any other era Mm. um and you know hartnell goes through him pretty quickly but like if you think about all the female companions because we're talking about female companions within this they are all very significantly different women and yeah. i love that f- considering how many of them there were like for example at the no, end of hartnell's era exactly like at the end of hartnell's era when when polly comes along you're like oh my god polly's so different from all these women before and polly is like one of my favorites i adore polly i mean in the war machines when she comes in she is just like oh my god it's an actual 60s girl like mm. this is literally the epitome, epitome of, it. of 60s girl yeah and she looks amazing and like and she's like, fun. She's, she's got so such fun. a cool background, like a 60s woman. She's working in an office, high-flying yeah. job. Yeah, she's just... But she still loves to party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that the, the, the way they managed to get all those different women, because it's like now when we look at new who women, everyone's just like... Everyone compares them like, oh, they're just like exactly the same. It's like, I wonder like back in the 60s whether they meant to write significantly different women or... Mm whether it was just an accident of like, well, this is a different person or, or whatever. It's sort of like now when you think of companions, it's like, how would you write a significantly, a sin, I can't speak, a significant... Significantly. <laughs> yeah, a significantly different woman to who we've just had or who we had before that or, you know, the most popular one of the new series or whatever. It, yeah. I, I guess like the, the newer companion I always find... Uh, kind of fits to the stereotype of like yeah. won't take no shit from the doctor is feisty yet really pretty and can run in heels yeah. and it's kind of like I love all of the female companions from from you who don't get me wrong yeah. but they could and they are different they are d- definitely different but they do all fit under that well, bracket yeah, there's a massive stereotype of new who companions where it's like you are a woman between probably the ages of 20 and 40 not even that not like even that 20 and 30 20 and th- Donna I was thinking Donna I think um, Donna's about 30. Yeah, sassy, comes from London. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Southern, anyway. I or, suppose Clara, sorry. Yeah, but she's still in London. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, all very pretty, can be sassy and flirty. Do you know what I mean? It, I mean, I know you have, like, River Song, but I think that's a completely different... She's not... Like, I don't really count her as a full-time companion, to no, be honest. No, neither do I. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, with the, whereas in the 60s, you had... All these completely different women doing like different and also like they were doing such amazing things like Barbara was a, like a full on teacher mm-hmm. and Polly was what was did she, she, she works in an office did with she computers. wasn't she a model before that um I don't know actually I can't remember and Vicky's obviously like from space like from a different planet yeah oh my god Vicky so it's that's so great good yeah I love her so much and I just, I I love that they're not all like from from London and I I don't think that it was necessarily thought thought out that much i think that they just knew how to write lots they of different just, women yeah, they just knew yeah and then again like you have zoe who's like this mathematician like scientific genius yeah and she don't take no shit and then like it's crazy like she just like she doesn't understand like she doesn't have things like gender politics and all of that shit mm-hmm. so like when someone tries to give her a dress in the dominators or i think i think it was the dominators and then she's like well this is just impractical and he's like mm-hmm. yeah but you look more like a girl now and she's like but it's not practical and it doesn't really do the job so what and i just think that's like for the 60s that's that's crazy isn't it like totally you would fit like if i was explaining this to somebody who wasn't a doctor who fan they would be like what the 
that was like what 50 over 50 years ago i think they'd be shocked they would be I, i even get shocked by it and i think that's why now when there's like any sort of sexism or gender roles or stereotypical stuff in the new series i'm like really well in twice upon a time 60s doctor Doctor who did this like and then you can't even have a woman that doesn't want to snog the doctor every two seconds Mm, yeah like it's just and i suppose i don't mean that sound as um like i love every i love all the new series companions but i think in particular amy like why can't we just why does why does the companion have to want to seduce the doctor why does every companion have to be like wanting this or that like why can't they just be like a scientific genius or what mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like, it, like we say it's just this very much you know like a stereotypical thing that all the companions seem to have yeah, um, just don't get me wrong i still love them but i just yeah. i really i really have started to love the 60s companions more <laughs> yeah yeah and like the new who companions do kind of get over that little pump mm. but they a do crush. but quite a lot of them but i suppose in a way it. it's sort of natural that like when you meet a man like that that is just how people react i suppose but I think also you must you have to give women more credit than that sometimes. Yeah, and I think like in in the sixties, it was never written in that like the doctor's meant to be a grandfatherly yeah. figure. It's not meant to be. Mm. But any, even with like Ian and Barbara, it's like the, one of my like biggest like ships ever. Like I just, but they never nothing ever they, happens. Nothing ever happens. You just know. Yeah, you just know it. And like I was just listening to the, one of the the new first Doctor audios. I don't know if you count this as canon, but there's like this whole scene about love. And then one of the aliens is like, "So you love Barbara?" And he's like, uh, uh, <laughs> "And it's just so great, like how you didn't need all of that. It was just like such a pure love, mm-hmm. not like an absolute infatuation of." sexy seducedness yeah i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) and there's also like a great balance between like all the female characters and that like zoe um may may have been like a genius and and vicky and stuff and they might be more inquisitive but then they don't have the absolute emotional journey that susan has so they kind of vary and that they balance each other out so you still get to see like yeah so many different parts of the female characters yeah or just what what different women I like yeah because like, like Zoe yeah. is so I love that Zoe you know she obviously has a really strong friendship with the yeah. Doctor and Jamie but like you only see her really upset in like the war games when she has to like yeah I like the how you don't really she doesn't really know she's almost a bit like Sherlock she doesn't really know how to function around human beings because mm. she's been born to grow up to be this scientific mathematician with no like almost no person skills no people skills mm. and so it's really great that that you see that type of woman yeah because it's just, just not what you expect, I suppose. Yeah. I can't imagine that happening in yeah. New mm-hmm. Who, necessarily. Because everyone be like, but they're not relatable. Yeah, because I think even Osgood, and I really like the character of Osgood, but I think the biggest gripe I have with the character is that she obviously has, like... she's She may not have, like, a, a romantic crush on the Doctor, but she's absolutely, like... She's she'd, obsessed. She's obsessed she'd, with she'd him. him. And she's, I think she was obviously meant to be a mirror mm. of, of a fan, but... It's a shame that someone who's like yeah. a scientist and kind of the equivalent of maybe like Zoe, mm. not to Why quite say we have that character, but have somebody who's just yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I like, never th- I've never thought about that before actually. With Osgood, it's great. I think she's meant to be. I think Stephen wrote her as like a mirror of a fan. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely, and that's fair enough. Like she's a great character, um, but I really wish. I mean, I know there is like you know River is an archaeologist, all of that sort of stuff, and we do have like you know the women of the new series are strong and amazing and, and witted and you know witted is that a word about their wits <laughs> is what i was trying to say and yeah. they you know they know stuff um but it's just i just think there's such a different difference in a like the the, the core of the women in 62 i suppose the thing that you're getting at which i'm just realizing as you're saying it is that in new who you don't see them demonstrate that whereas mm. in 62 it's like Zoe says that she's a mathematician, she's got all this experience, and then she blows up a computer in the yeah. invasion because she's so clever she can outwit a computer. Whereas River's an archaeologist. What do we actually I've see never of seen her, her dig being, anything. being an archaeologist? Like, hardly anything. Because she, yeah, and I feel like with River, that's such a wasted potential because when I'm really tired in this sort of state like I am right now, and I think back to her character, the main things that stand out, like for Zoe, are mathematician can do this cool stuff and save the day. And when I think of River, I'm like, well, she did a lot of flirting. But I love, you know, I think River did so many amazing things, but I'm really struggling right now to think of something that... I can remember that scene in, like, um, Pandora Opens or the Big Bang where she, like, comes at that Dalek with a gun. Mm. 
you know, and all that sort of stuff. But I, I'm trying, I'm genuinely trying to think, I oh, know she sacrificed herself for the doctor, but there's not a time where she just like, mm. but it's not she didn't her do ar- that. archaeology to do a thing. And there probably is. Please feel free to tweet no, us in I a polite way and tell me if there is, but I just can't think of one. I really can't think of anything. Because yeah. the only time that she's demonstrating it is when she's in Silence in the Library, because mm. that's about her being there for a reason yeah and then in but that's just time the reason angels, she's there isn't it yeah time of angels but time of angels she, she actually just kind of messes up because they realize halfway through mm. that all the statues are angels so she yeah. doesn't do a great job because she gets them all in danger yeah i feel i do genuinely feel really disappointedly that river's character is just she's just there to for the doctor to, to be obsessed with the doctor it's just like a she's only, love interest yeah, she's only there to bounce off the doctor, and, it and, I, be... and I re- that I find that really sad mm-hmm. when you compare it. To, I mean, this wasn't what this meant to be. This wasn't meant to just compare new series <laughs> companions with classic companions. But now that we're thinking about it, I find that really sad compared to the characters that we have in the sixties. Um, like you know, if you took out the love element of it, what does River have about her? Mm. I suppose there's a balance again between knowing, like, about someone's profession and about what makes them them and what makes them clever um but it doesn't but i guess in one way it's like barbara was a teacher but you didn't actually see, you only see her in the classroom once but she just but, I mean, she, she just demonstrates she, it but, but like she'll go to the aztecs era and be like i know about the aztecs let me exactly. tell you about it you know what I mean? whereas clara you see her in the classroom but then you don't really see her you don't see her demonstrating her knowledge exactly. apart from when she says that she's not jane austen uh, yeah it's like oh i'm an english teacher austen or whatever but yeah like you say she's not like going out into history and being like, or, you know, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. She's not, she's not actually really proving that she's a teacher yeah. outside of the classroom. No. I don't know. I think there's a lot of, a lot of focus on having um, relatable characters nowadays that makes it a bit more difficult to, uh, mm-hmm. to have these things. But I find all of the character, all of the companions in Classic Who I love and relate to because I think you don't have to necessarily be from a certain time or look a certain way or whatever yeah, to definitely. be relatable. I think every human has emotions and if you met somebody if you travel back in time yourself and met somebody from the 1800s, you wouldn't clash with them. Like, you, you would find an emotional level to connect on. Yeah, absolutely. If you write it the correct way, you can absolutely have companions from anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, are we ready for who's who? I think I'd originally call this Who Are You? Who Are You? Who's but then, who? actually, I think Who's Who is actually better. Yeah, let's just say, yeah, Who's Who. I let's like, go with Who's I like Who. Who's who. Um, are they female? Yes. Are they... They travel with the first Doctor? Yes. Do they wear really terrible outfits from the TARDIS wardrobe? Well, that's just an opinion, isn't it? No, but I mean, like, is it Dodo? (laughs) No, you know what I mean. I would say, yes, I didn't like their outfits. But it's not Dodo. Yes, it is Dodo. Well, I just said, is it Dodo? I don't know why. (laughs) I I inadvertently just guessed that it was Dodo. so quick. Well, it was Dodo. It was Dodo. That was great. I really didn't know that I was going to get that. Okay. Okay, let me think of someone. Um, Is it a companion? Yes. Uh, did they travel with the second Doctor? Yes. Are they female? No. Do they wear a kilt? Yes. Are they... Uh, J.B. McCrim- McCrimium. McCrimium. <laughs> I really couldn't think of a character, and I literally just... <laughs> when you said, are they uh, are they female, I was like, I don't actually know who I've picked. <laughs> so I just went with Jamie McCrimium, so we can say it again. Okay, maybe we should do one more because we guess this really, really quickly. <laughs> okay. Should we just should do, do a general should one? Should we do a, a, a general who's who? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, do they have a great wardrobe? Nope. Oh. I feel like you like most of the female companions' wardrobes. So. Oh, I think you're really not. I don't okay. think you're going to be able to guess this. Just oh, no. Is it too niche? No, I just Have you gone too niche for me? I think I might have accidentally gone a bit niche. But not too niche, just like... They okay. don't wear clothes. <laughs> oh, hello. Is this a is this a, a 2005 plus yes. character? Okay. Oh my God, is it Margaret Slidine again? <laughs> no. As much as I would love to so always long. bring up Slidine in any given podcast, <laughs> I haven't this time. Um, no clothes. So are they a monster? I would say so, yes. Are they a companion? Uh, like if you're saying, is it a monster companion, it would be classed as a monster, but it's not a monster. Are they humanoid? They used to be. But I don't think they class as one bit anymore. Oh, point I think, I, think I know it. Go on, go on. Is it uh, Cassandra? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> queen! It's like bouncing inside a bouncing castle. Bouncing castle. I'm a chaff! <laughs> I'm a chaff! <laughs> chaff! 
Okay, uh, can I guess yours now? Is it 2005 plus? No. Fuck. Is it a 60s character? No. Is it a 70s character? No. Is it an 80s character? (laughs) Do they travel with the fifth doctor? No. Do they travel with the sixth doctor? No. Do they travel with the seventh doctor? No. Shit. Okay. Am I going to know it? (laughs) Yeah. Here's another doctor who was in the 80s. The fourth doctor? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 oh, I forgot. Okay. They travel with the fourth doctor? Yeah. Do they wear little clothing? No. This is an absolute fave, though, from you. So A fave from me? Yeah. Like, you will guess. Are you sure? Yeah. Like, 100 million percent. I think I'm too tired. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I think my brain is broken. I feel like anything I say. I've literally away. forgotten. Oh my god! Okay, are they um are they are they a time lord? Yeah. <laughs> are, are they? I literally just forgot of their existence. Um, are they blonde? Yes. Are they Romana? Yeah. I literally forgot Romana, Romana too. I literally forgot that Romana existed for a hot sec. Like <laughs> my whole brain was like, Tom Baker after Sarah Jane doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm really tired, so I think we should end this. I'm going to end this, but I need to say that, like... Because I was just thinking about Romana, because I think about Romana all the time. Yes, Romana's always on the brain. one thing that I have to say about Twitch is that, like, oh my god, I thank god that other people were being, like, repping Romana 1. Because Romana 1 mm-hmm. is, like, my absolute queen She does not get enough fave. Mary Tam, oh my god, what a woman, like... No, I haven't seen any of her stories though. Oh, we I need to, I need to. I just love her, and I love... I do love Lala Ward, and I love Romana too. But I love Romana 1. Like, OG Romana. I'm not even joking, like, ten times more than Romana 2. And this is the biggest, like, feud that me and Luke have, is that we always... Because he, he loves, loves Romana La 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 2. Award. Yeah, La 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 Award. La 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 Maybe we should do an episode just on, like, a few more time bombs. That's a whole other podcast. Well, could we said that, like, five times in this? So, guys, what we've got from this is that we need to do more podcasts on um, other things. <laughs> and also that Beth shouldn't talk about Timothy Dalton when she's tired. <laughs> Oh, I really need to go see. Um, thank you so much for listening. Check us out in Doctor Who Magazine's Time Team and check out our blog at thetimeladies.com. Boom. We Bye. out.